0: I Love Mortgage Brokering, episode 101. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Today I have Raina Boychuk on this show with me. And if you don't know Raina, she is full of energy. She is such a positive person. If you follow her on social media or Facebook or anything, you'll see she's so upbeat and it's very easy to see why she's successful. Uh, she shares her struggles in the first four years and, and how she finally started to to, start to click for her. And then when she shot her first video and how nervous she was to share it and, and it got a ton of views and downloads. And it's kind of surprising to me actually that she was nervous because she just seems like such a confident person. But... Obviously, it's taken time and she's doing great things and so definitely check out this interview and I know if you uh, appreciated it, definitely hit her up, shoot her an email or message her on Facebook and say, hey, thanks for sharing because I know that she would uh, totally dig it. Also, I want to share with you on the I Love Mortgage Brokering site, one of the things that I've, been, I've had happen to me since I started this show is people reach out to me on a pretty consistent basis and say, hey, Scott, where should I hang my mortgage license? And to me, it's a pretty personal question. It's sort of like saying, hey, Scott... Who should my girlfriend be or who should my boyfriend be or what car should I drive? And I'm like, well, it kind of depends on what's important to you. And so we've created a page that allows a broker, if you're trying to figure out where to hang your license, to compare brokerages that are currently recruiting. And so imagine if you're going to shop for a car, you can look at the, I always thought there's that sticker in the window and you can compare mileage and engine size and all this to one model to the next. And ultimately you take it for a test drive to select the car you like. Well, with brokerages, there was no easy way to do that until now. And so... At the I Love Mortgage Brokering career section, what happens is you can compare one brokerage to the next, look at how much volume they're doing, lenders they have status with, do they have offices, and then some other detail on the brokerage so that you can ultimately decide where the right fit is. I don't want to say to you where is the best fit for you, but I think doing a little bit of homework can help you. So check it out, I Love Mortgage Brokering slash careers, and check out this interview with Raina. She is a firecracker, and you're going to enjoy it. Hi, Broker Nation. I'm thrilled to introduce my guest today, Raina Boychuk. She's been a broker for seven years. She's with DLC PrimeX. She was in Edmonton, but recently relocated to Quitlam to get away from the snow, she tells me. She is a dynamo full of energy. If you follow her on Facebook, she's always positive, always got something great to say. And I'm absolutely stoked for this interview today. Raina, are you ready to rock? I sure am. Awesome. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the mortgage business?
1: Yeah, sure. I got into the mortgage business about seven years ago. I came in with no financial background. I was uh, I was dressing ladies at a high-end clothing store known as Holt Renfrew, connected with an old friend. She was a broker. She said, "Raina, I think you'd be really good at this. You should entertain the idea." Which obviously I did. And I think about 6 months later after we talked, I did the course, wrote my exam, and became a broker.
0: So then tell me about how was the transition from high-end clothing designer or like you stylist, I guess is the word you used to a mortgage brokering.
1: It was a huge learning curve, Scott, a huge, I knew nothing, absolutely nothing. I was lucky enough to have, you know, a mentor with me who was, you know, she was a friend for, for a long time. But when I say I knew nothing, I didn't know the difference between a first and second mortgage. I didn't know what loan to value was. I Nothing. It was a huge learning curve.
0: So how was your first couple of years is my first question. The second question is how did you get through it? Because it seems like a lot of people that the fail failure rate is high in the first couple of years.
1: It is. I got through it. You know what? I just adapted the mentality that bring the business in and we'll figure it out. So what I just did is I went out there. I, I contacted realtors. I let everyone I, I, I knew, you know, I let them know what I was doing. I was lucky I I brought people in. I just brought people in. And then I would say, Sherry, oh my God, we've got this. I've got this. What are we going to do? We'd figure it out. We'd right. absolutely figure it
0: out. So in your initial first couple of like a year or two, you had the person you were, that uh, your mentor, they actually helped you with processing of the files. And She did. Okay. That makes a big difference. That way, at least you can be like, hey, if they like you, but they don't know if you can do the job yet, at least someone can help make sure that it, the work gets done.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Um, and then, so how long till you st- were, you felt like you were able to kind of handle that more on your own?
1: You know, it's a good solid four years. And it did, really was.
0: Did you, were you full-time the from day one or what, like I how was. did that work?
1: No, I was full-time from day one.
0: And at what point did you feel like you finally, okay, I got this, like I'm, because I can, from your Facebook, you're like, I got this and I'm having so much fun. But when did the, when it, did it turn for you from like, okay, I'm just, I didn't know anything about it. Uh, it really was starting to click.
1: Really in, in, into the four-year mark. I, it just, you know, slowly your confidence kind of came. And and I was underwriting deals. And it just, it was, a, it was a nice, smooth transition is actually what it was. There wasn't really one, you know, certain thing that I was like, oh, I'm a pro now. It mm-hmm. was just a nice, smooth transition. Confidence came. Still bringing in the business. You know, could underwrite a deal like nobody's business and get it approved and packaged. And it was just a nice, smooth transition, Scott.
0: So before we dive into your story, I always like to ask about a quote because I love how quotes are portable, they're memorable. So can you share a quote that's really had an impact on you? I love quotes,
1: love, love, love quotes. And the number one, I have a favorite one, and that is, no one is you and that is your power.
0: Oh, that's good. Where did you hear that?
1: I think I saw that on Instagram.
0: So how do you apply that to your, your mortgage practice or your life?
1: Be authentic. You have to be yourself. Be your authentic self.
0: So have you found there's times though, when you are maybe a a little bit nervous to be your authentic self and kind of held back?
1: I used to be not anymore.
0: Okay. Tell me when you used to be, how did that change? Because there's a lot of people, you you have a, 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 strength to you that I can just tell from talking to you, but not everybody has that. How did that, how did that transition go from, I was not my authentic self to now I can be my authentic self?
1: Once again, I, I just think, I think it came with time. I mean, I, you know, the last few years of my life have been a little offish and I'm kind of at the tail end of a divorce. And I always say, you know, I, I love this business, but I do love this business for a personal reason, Scott. And that reason being is that it gave me a lot of confidence and I just found the more confidence I had. And it, you know, it doesn't come from any certain thing doesn't come from, you know, becoming more successful or, you know, doing this much in volume. It's just it's a whole host of everything. But I just found as I became more confident, I let more of myself shine through. And then I found as as I let more of myself shine through in business, in my branding, in my everyday life, I just started finding that, wow, people people were really reacting to it and in a positive way.
0: Mm hmm. Well, you have a really, uh, like an infectious, that doesn't sound like the right word, you're infectiously positive. So that's a good thing. Um, yeah. I remember seeing one time on your Facebook that somebody, one of the baristas had written blonde broker or something on yeah. your coffee cup. <laughs> so it, clearly you are making an impact on people wherever you happen to be finding yourself, whether it's at Starbucks or, or yeah. wherever, right? So I think that's fantastic. So I want to switch from to failure because I know that failure happens. It's not fatal. It's not final, but there's always a lesson in it. So can you share something that you maybe had failed at and then looking back the lesson you learned?
1: Wow. There's not one particular thing I can think of at this point, but you know, the last seven years in this business has been repeated. Failure, pick yourself up. Failure, pick yourself up. Like it, it's, it's just been an absolute learning experience. And I have learned that if I fail big, big big deal. So what?
0: Okay. That's good. And now that you, so you're moving to a new community. So obviously you have a network. This is something that other people maybe, as a, you know, an established broker. You know, I'm thinking in my mind, if I move to a brand new community, yeah, I have my yeah. previous network, but so what are you going to do? Or do you have a plan for building into this new network?
1: I have a total plan. And actually I put that plan into action about a year ago. And to add to that, yes, I have a business, you know, I've got a book here, but Scott, 95% of my book of business was in Fort McMurray. Mm. So I saw what was going on, you know, about a year and a half ago. I'm like, okay, this is something's gonna go bad here. And mm-hmm. it did. Yeah. Yeah, I put the plan into action about a year ago. I and that's when I took to social media. LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And I just I started connecting with realtors in Vancouver and other brokers, and not just connecting, but actually you know interacting with them, chatting with them, and just kind of setting the stage for the move. Because yeah, I'm moving different province, and you know I really have to build my book up again. And so that's how I kind of started.
0: Okay. So I want to walk go back to that. So you'd said that you, about a year and a bit ago, you noticed Fort Mac, obviously there was going to be a slowdown coming. And so you oh. started to put, so what kind of things specifically were like you doing on Instagram to connect with bro? Were you, did you know it was going to be Coquitlam or did you just know that it was going to be BC or like, so how, how detailed was this pre-planned?
1: I knew it was going to be Vancouver or Coquitlam. I'm not familiar with those areas yet. Apparently, there's sub areas there. But it was mostly LinkedIn and Facebook where I started connecting with professionals in that area. I'd connect with a lot of realtors. I would send them messages and I would just say, listen, you know, I'm I'm a broker and I'm looking at, uh, you know, I'm going to be moving into your area. And it's amazing how receptive a lot of them are.
0: So would you just ping them like on link? I'm again. I'd like to. I like to be specific because I'm yep. very like. So on LinkedIn, if you saw somebody that was in Vancouver, a realtor, and you're like, "Hey," you just message them and say, "I'm yep. looking at moving to your community." Yep. And now that you're there, because you've moved now, right? You're down now down the Lower Mainland.
1: Uh, I will be. I'm moving actually in three weeks.
0: Okay, so have you re- reached out to any of these relationships that you started online? Have you brought uh, any I of them sh- offline?
1: I sure have. I've uh, I've got myself uh, three solid realtor contacts. And a funny thing, too, is just off of one of my posts that I put a couple days ago, a realtor approached me. Like, he messaged me on Facebook and said, you know what? I love what you're doing.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. um,
1: I'm looking at getting, you know, more kind of involved into the social media aspect of my business, and I would, you know, love to sit down with you when you get here and see what we can figure out.
0: Right. That's awesome. So then you've already got sort of, you've done some warm, yes. warming up the market before you moved and yep. building Yeah, that's really good. Okay. So I want to ask about systems and processes. Obviously, if you've been a broker for seven years and things are going well, that you have some systems and processes in place, but that you've also probably made some adjustments to them. So can you share an example of, let's say, an administrative process or a paperwork process that didn't work the way you wanted or wasn't as good as you liked, and then a change you made in the outcome you got?
1: Yeah. I was probably the most unorganized broker anyone ever knew. Um, Up until... I'm ashamed to say, not really though, even a couple of years ago, I'm not that techie in this aspect of things. I've got my online files, Scott. I just keep on top of them. I have, you know, I've got a CRM system in place, nothing really spectacular. I'm kind of bare bones, honestly, in this end of things, but it works for me.
0: Right. Give me an example. So you say you have a CRM. So what are you using to manage your processing your files? Okay, if you've got like, say, 10 deals on your desk, do you yeah. put, are they on a spreadsheet? Are they like... I've, how got, you... yeah, I've okay. got a spreadsheet. Yeah, I've got a spreadsheet. So, so it's very much like Dustin Woodhouse. He's got a, yeah. he runs everything off, I think an Excel spreadsheet. Well, not everything. Yeah. He's got a couple other systems, but a spreadsheet keeps track of stuff.
1: Yeah, spreadsheet's my biggest one.
0: Mm-hmm. I want to ask about sales and marketing because I think, you know, anybody who does any amount of volume realizes that the, it's a, we have to be good at sales and marketing ourselves. So can you share an example of something in your sales and marketing that maybe didn't work as well as you was, were hoping, but that a change that you made?
1: I don't think there was anything that really didn't completely work. You know, I, I may have gotten, you know, a bit out of everything I tried, whether it was going into realtors. Oh, you know what didn't work? Here's what doesn't work anymore is paper advertising, ads in the paper, flyers, bus benches, all that kind of stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: did I did that. I did that a couple of years ago now, but didn't work cost right. me a hell of a lot of money and just, it doesn't work.
0: So have you done any like advertising on Facebook or any social media type uh, marketing other than like just being your, being yourself and, and sharing stuff that people no. are interested in? No. How do you, what do you do in terms of staying in touch with your past clients? So you obviously have a database now. Um, yeah. How are you keeping top of mind with them?
1: Um, I have, uh, I've got MailChimp set up. So I send out quarterly, hey, how's it going? And they're actually, you know, it's like, hey, how you doing? And just checking in and, you know, make sure everything is okay. Um, I do still keep, I call my clients mm-hmm. um, not as often as I'd like to, but I think the phone call is super, super important. So I make sure I do that. And, and funny thing is a lot of my clients are on my Facebook too. So it's almost like I'm touching with them, Scott, quite a bit.
0: Right. Yeah. If you use Facebook as yeah. a, a means to stay in it, are you, do you friend like all of your clients, or do you connect with them on Facebook? I do. Okay, so then yeah, if you're if you're active on there, then you are staying top of mind mm-hmm. with, without having to do the other stuff. Mm-hmm. That's good. And if, so, do you get much business like directly through Facebook, where somebody will like message you and say, "Hey, I saw this. Can you think of any examples of has that happened?
1: I do. Yeah, I do. A couple. I got uh, two approvals, two pre-approvals that came in last week. I had. Actually, two guys who messaged me this week. One is a first-time home buyer, wants a pre-approval done. Another one is a friend of a friend who they referred uh, me to them. They're purchasing a house. It's it's really kind of amazing how many you know messages and referrals I get off of. Facebook and LinkedIn. Those are the two major platforms that that work pretty darn good.
0: So tell me what what are you doing on LinkedIn? I have, but honestly, I. I... I don't really use it. So tell me, what do you do on LinkedIn that's different than Facebook or do you do the same? What's the, what are you doing with LinkedIn?
1: You know, it's, it's basically the same. I, I, I post very similar to LinkedIn just because I find on LinkedIn, it's the, the, the content is just so dry. People just I found look, that too. It's so boring. Oh, it's like, Oh man, I look on there. Like I'm thinking if I see one more Mike Holmes, clean your gutter tips, like seriously, It's Mm -hmm. just right. So I I post similar, very similar to what I post on Facebook. But what I also do on LinkedIn is I actually interact with the people. Like when I have a connection, I think a lot of people just accept their connections or or connect with other professionals and they they just leave it there. I actually get in there and I introduce myself. I mean, it's it's time consuming. Yeah, sort of. But who isn't on social? Like, you know, who isn't Mm -hmm. on social media all the time? Anyhow. Right. So I actually make a point of messaging these people and saying hey you know what thanks for thanks for connecting with me this is what I do this is where it's short. it's not long if you ever need you know even if you have a question give me a call or message me
0: right that's good and so you other than just and do you have like a a, in terms of a like a frequency strategy that you post on LinkedIn and Facebook or how does that work
1: no not really I probably should. I know there are certain times that are better than not, but it's just you know when the mood hits me or I get a good idea, there we go.
0: Right. So, okay. and are you think you are you in there every day? Do you think?
1: Oh, every day, all day.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. So yeah. it's that's good. Actually, I think we are connected on LinkedIn. I just checked. So, um, if anyone's okay, listening, connect with Raina on LinkedIn or Facebook. She, yeah, she's got very positive. A message that she shares all the time, so it's not going to be like, "Oh, I lost another deal." And some good God, no! You just got to pick yourself up and keep going, right?
1: Yeah, you do.
0: Okay, so I want to ask about diversifying income. So I've noticed talking to mortgage brokers, some brokers say, "Hey, you need to, you know, diversify your income, get share of wallet." Other brokers are they think, "No, just stick to brokering." So I wanted to know what your uh, opinion was, and are if you are diversifying, is there an area that you're focusing on? Mm
1: -mm. I say stick to brokering. The one. Change I have made though, and just because it's, you know, it's been a a change in our industry over the last couple of years is I'm focusing more on renewal lenders, which a lot of brokers are now too, Mm -hmm. but no, I say I stick to brokering.
0: Right. So on the renewal lender, is there certain lenders that you've found that are, you really just seem to click well with?
1: There are. CMLS, Merrick's, um, I used to send a lot of business to street, but then they pulled their renewal. I don't know why they did, but that's okay. Mm Mm-hmm. I'd
0: say those the, those are the top two, right? CMLS and Merricks. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, it was interesting. There was a Facebook post on the group just last week, and it was like, "Who, which monolines other than like kind of the first Nat and the, the major mm-hmm. ones do you use?" And CMLS got a ton of love, and I was yeah, like, I saw huh. that. I'm like, "Huh, that's interesting." You know, so um, this is kind of like a little embedded commercial for CMLS. If you haven't it tried is. them, call CMLS today. <laughs> It'll you know improve your credit score and grow your hair back. That's know. right. CMLS will be like, "You can't say that about us." Um, <laughs> So we can then, say whatever we want. Well you can say whatever we want. That's right. That's a great part of it. We're not really this is this format is we can be a bit more flexible. So now how do you run obviously you got a business that you're running, you're moving, you're a lot of stuff going. On. How do you manage that in family?
1: You know what? It's really just me. i my son is older, he's twenty five years old. Thank God it's just me because, yeah, business and moving. I don't know how some of the people do it with, you know, young kids and, and that kind of stuff. You know, it's just me, Scott. So I'm doing pretty good.
0: Right. You do not look like you have a 25-year-old. Yeah, I know. You're like, <laughs> it must be clean living. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Let's We'll call it that.
0: Let's call it. Okay, cool. So <laughs> I'm going to move to rapid fire questions. So these you can answer with shorter answers if you like. So what's the number one thing holding back most mortgage brokers from being successful?
1: They're not thinking outside the box.
0: And so, what one thing or habit do you think made you successful?
1: I stepped out of my comfort zone.
0: So, how did you do that? Give me, can you give me an example? I know it's supposed to be short answers, but I'm, I lied. So, you how said. did you? How, give me an example of what, a time where you stepped outside of your comfort zone and what happened?
1: Oh well, first time that I put up a video, a mortgage video on Facebook, I near had friggin' heart failure. You know, before I posted it. But I think I got over close to six thousand views on it and
0: what what did, what did you put on there? That's that's a ton check, of views.
1: Check it out. I know. I got mm. yeah, close to six thousand views and I think I closed three deals just off of that video, which really took me, you know, maybe an hour, an hour and a half to do. I did it all myself. Mm-hmm. Cost me nothing. And close to six thousand views, and what was yeah, two deals for sure.
0: Right, that's awesome. And so, do you? Yeah. Is that something you still do? On our-
1: I put out a few. I actually haven't put out one in a, in a bit because I've just been kind of it's been kind of crazy lately. But yeah, there's another one coming.
0: Okay, and then how long? What's your what's the? Do you have like a a certain length of video that you aim for, or just till you're yeah, done? a
1: minute, a minute,
0: one minute. And then, do you have an internet resource or software program you use to make your business more successful? Kind of like a Dropbox or Evernote? Obviously, you use... Dro- what do you, Dropbox, for sure. Yeah, it seems to be a really popular one. If you yeah. have a... Is there a book that you could recommend? Is there...
1: Mm, mm-hmm. What was I just reading? Oh, The Slight Edge. Yeah, it's called The Slight Edge. I don't remember who the author is, but it was an excellent, excellent book.
0: Where do you think our industry's headed? Where's the opportunity?
1: I really think that this business and industry... I think a lot of opportunity is online, Scott. Mm-hmm. I really do. I really, really do.
0: Well, you yeah. seem to have been able to uh, harness it in a way that's unique, that's you, that someone else they can't copy. Very, yeah. you know, because you're just being yourself. So I agree with you. People are changing the way we communicate and the way we they connect, are. and they are. we have to adapt or we die.
1: Do. That's the thing, or we'll become extinct.
0: Like, so I'm going to ask you the last question. Remember the movie Back to the Future? I do. So in the movie, Back to the Future, there's the car, the DeLorean, you travel in time. So if I could send you back seven years and you could sit down with yourself and say, Hey, Reina, do these three things. And so that your business today will be bigger and better. What three things would you tell yourself?
1: Number one, and still to this day, it bugs me that I didn't do this, is to keep an organized database from the very first client. Mm -hmm. It still pisses me off that I you know, well, no one told me, I guess. And I didn't know. And I actually didn't start keeping a detailed database until almost my fourth year. And it just kills me when I still think about it, but whatever it's done. So number one, number one.
0: Okay. What's number two? Uh,
1: number two, I really, really wish I would have started branding myself a lot earlier.
0: Well, Hey, where can people find you online?
1: They can find me online at rainaboychuk.ch.
0: And also on Facebook, LinkedIn, connect with you on there if they're if they haven't already.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Awesome. Well, Raina, I really appreciate your time today and I hope that you continue to crush your mortgage business. Awesome.
1: Thanks, Scott.